Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs. With first-hand lessons learned from those who have gone before, this podcast is designed to assist and inspire anyone interested in pursuing a medical career in rural and regional Australia. Welcome to Season 2 of Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Dr Sean Hogan always thought of himself as a Sydney person. It's where his family and friends lived, and he says he'd never really considered living or studying in a rural area. But having chosen a medical career, and after four years of doing medicine at the University of New South Wales, choices needed to be made about where he'd complete the final two years of his degree. The very last place on his preference list was Wagga Wagga, but that's where he ended up. Now... He's made a move from GP training to psychiatry. His opinions about living and working in a rural setting have completely transformed, and he couldn't be happier. So what were his big reservations in the first place? Sean Hogan is talking to Heather Dawson. A group of us were sent to rural settings, and Wagga was my ninth preference, and it was the last of the various rural options it was a long way from family, a long way from friends, and it had mean moving away from all of my supports. And it was a big step to take to move that far away from everyone and do it quite unexpectedly. The thing I think at the time really won me over was how local everything was. So where I was based in Sydney, it was taking me about an hour and a half to get to uni or an hour and a half to get to the hospital I was doing placements at. Whereas in Wagga, I'd be right there, you know, we'd be staying on the hospital campus, the clinical schools at the hospital, and so everything was much more convenient, would save me great amounts of time. It was only after moving there that I realised that the quality of the education I was going to get was also a lot better than what I think I would have had if I'd stayed in Sydney. Going back to the early days, though, apart from the fact that you couldn't work on the garbage trucks, devastating to your (laughs) three-year-old self, you say... So when did you first become interested in medicine anyway? I think medicine was something I was always a little bit interested in. Growing up, I had too many experiences in hospital. I was quite a sick kid and was in hospital quite regularly. And so I think I was exposed to medicine a little bit more than perhaps other people in that early formative period. My mother worked in a hospital. My grandmother was a nurse and had worked in a hospital for a long period of time. So there was medicine around in the family. And I liked the idea of a profession where it was challenging but also something that you were helping other people. It wasn't all for yourself. It was mainly to help other people. Going through high school, obviously, you have lots of different things that you think about doing, but medicine was always the one that I came back to and I was lucky to get straight into medicine after school because I know a lot of people who try and follow a medicine career path really struggle to get in. So tell us a little bit more about the pathway to fellowship then, having decided on medicine. Yeah, so for me, when I was studying in Wagga, the last couple of years, I was really enjoying rural GP work. So I did a placement out in Griffith for a while, doing some work with one of their GP practices in the hospital with their obstetrics and gynaecology department. Spent two months out in Cootamundra with the local GPs out there. So when I finished my studies, I was always thinking GP was the pathway for me and I got on the GP training program. And one of the GP training programs lets you do a specialty skills year with the idea that training rural doctors to have a wider breadth of experience but also to have a depth of knowledge in a particular area. So I did a a year of a specialty skill in psychiatry and enjoyed that career so much. I ended up jumping across into the psychiatry training program and followed that through. 
I was really lucky. The people in Wagga were super supportive and were able to organise terms for me in Wagga and get them accredited with the college. So I was actually able to do almost all of my training in Wagga, which is really stabilising influence means I didn't have to keep going to Sydney and back to do various rotations and compulsory rotations. Can you describe then your current role, Sean? So I'm right at the end of my training. I've got a few months left. So I'm working as a senior registrar. That involves work on the wards. So in Wagga, we've got about 70 mental health beds spread across four different wards. So I work on two of those wards. I also do weekly community clinics. So it involves travelling out to Cootamundra and to Tumut once a week and spending the day there with one of the local psychiatrists working through the community patients and and trying to keep people away from hospital. So some of it's hospital-based, some of it's community-based, which I think is a really nice mix. It must be a very diverse range of cases that you're seeing. Yeah, it is. It's very general with what we do. So in Sydney, for example, there's a lot more specialist services, whereas in a rural area, there's one community team that covers child and adolescent, adults, older age. Obviously, with people having specialties within that, but the service all works together. And so you end up seeing a lot broader range of patients than what you perhaps would see in an equivalent service in Sydney. So what types of settings are there for psychiatrists working in rural Australia then? So psychiatry has half a dozen or so different subspecialties and working in a rural area, generally speaking, if you want to work full time in a rural area, you do a generalist pathway or an adult pathway. So mostly looking at working with people 18 to 65 to have a subspecialty that looks at a smaller segment of the population. So child and adolescent or old age psychiatry or something like forensics or drug and alcohol or those kind of specialties, you need a bigger population base to sustain a full-time practice. So the options if you want to work rurally are that you work in a number of different areas or you pick a different subspecialty. Do you think there are benefits to your having chosen rural and regional opportunities for psychiatry? Oh, there's a fantastic amount of opportunities out there. When I finish my training, I'll be the only public psychiatrist based in Wagga. We've got a couple other local psychiatrists who work in the private setting, but I'll be the only one who works in the public setting. And it it gives me a lot of career opportunities that I may not have had in Sydney. And, and it also gives me a lot more access to doing things like teaching and working with the clinical schools that are based in Wagga and And opportunities, I think, that would have taken a longer time to get to if I was working in a big Sydney centre or a big city centre. Well, those are the rewards. What about the challenges? There presumably are some. Yes, I think probably the biggest challenge for working in rural medicine is that you end up being quite isolated relative to working in a big city centre. Now, if you're working in a practice in, say, Sydney or Melbourne, you'll have 8, 10, 12 other psychiatrists working out of the same practice. If you've got a challenging patient or you're not really sure about someone, then it's very easy to get a second opinion or to chat something through. Whereas if you're working in a smaller centre where you might be the only or one of only a very small number of doctors, it doesn't afford you those same easy opportunities to get another set of eyes on a patient or a second opinion, which can be quite challenging. The other difficulty is further training generally doesn't happen in smaller centres, conferences and courses and all that kind of stuff happen in the bigger centres where there's a bigger population base. So it involves a bit of travel trying to keep up with all the latest developments in medicine. Well, you obviously love it, Sean, but what types of personal qualities do you think are needed to work in rural psychiatry? I think there's nothing particular that you have to have to be able to work rurally But I think it helps if you're able to be a little bit more adaptable and flexible with how you do things. 
because there isn't always the same level of servicing or the same breadth of different options there. And so sometimes you have to do things slightly differently to the ideal way of doing them because that's the only way that you can get to the outcome that you're looking for. And it can also be something that can be challenging when you're working in a small area and the people that you see in hospital or you see in the community, you then see when you're out doing your shopping or out and about in town. And so there isn't that same distance from the population that you're working with. Whereas if you're in somewhere like Melbourne, for example, where you work and where you live are probably going to be separate areas and the likelihood of running across families or patients or even other colleagues is quite low, whereas you can't walk through a shop in Wagga without coming across someone that you know either through work or through something else. What's been your most rewarding role, Sean, and can you tell us why? I really enjoy the community work that I do. I know that doing community psychiatry can be quite challenging and it's it's hard to get the services into a rural area. So you've got to fly the psychiatrist in from a major centre, then put them in a car to get to wherever the clinic is. And so the amount of time that people are able to be there is quite limited. And so with such limited resources, it's very rewarding working in that environment because people are so excited to see you there. They work really hard with you to maximise your time and your ability The other thing that I have found really rewarding is the teaching opportunities that I've had. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, I do a fair bit of work with particularly the UNSW Clinical School, which was the university that I went to. And I really enjoy working with medical students and junior doctors and trying to impart some teaching and some wisdom. And then when you see them a little bit further along in their careers and they remembering some of the advice that you've given them or the the things that you've tried to teach, it can be a really positive and rewarding experience. Which leads me to a question about what you say to junior doctors considering a career in rural psychiatry. So what advice would you give them? I think picking a specialty is a really, really challenging thing to do. There's sort of this idea in medical school that you need to know what you want to do and medicine is becoming increasingly specialised and to get onto most training programs, it involves a lot of extra work. So you need to do particular rotations as a junior doctor. You need to be looking at doing research and coursework and lots of other things to help get you into that specialty. But I think at the same time, it's hard to pick exactly what you want to do until you've had that experience. And so my advice always is in your junior years to try and do as, as many different things as you can and cross the things off that you really don't enjoy or can't see yourself doing as a career But the ones that you think maybe that's something I might do, trying to get a little bit more involved in them and seeing what it looks like and looking at what the consultants and the senior doctors are like and what their lifestyle's like and how they seem to enjoy the work, I think is a really good guide for junior doctors. If you look at a senior doctor and go, I couldn't do that particular lifestyle or the way that they're interacting with medicine is something that I really would want to do, that can help guide you a little bit. The last bit of advice is that you don't have to always stick to the same thing. If you if you start a training program or think that you want to do one particular specialty and you work out that it's not for you, it's never too late to switch into something else or to change your mind. You know, medicine is quite a fluid career and, and even within something like psychiatry, there are so many different options for how you practice and where you practice and two psychiatrists can have done the same training but have a very different focus in their careers and a very different practice. Well, given your initial concerns about going to Wagga to finish your training, what do you think about it all now, now that you've been there for a while? I'm really happy with the move and I think I was very lucky to have been sent to Wagga and, you know, in hindsight, it's something that I don't think I would have done if if it hadn't happened the way it happened. 
but for me it's been a very positive experience. The lifestyle is, I find, much superior to what I'd have in a major centre. The cost of living is so much lower. The ability to just get places in a few minutes, if you've driven more than 10 minutes, it's a very long way away in Wagga, whereas in Sydney or Melbourne or you know other major centres, you're in the car for hours every day, and that's dead time. It takes me five minutes to get to work. It takes me five minutes to get home. And when I was in Sydney doing some training, it was a bit over an hour each way. And those two hours a day that I get to save is such a positive thing. And you learn to find things in the community that interest you and are enjoyable for you. And there's there's so many social groups and clubs and recreational activities that are available in a rural centre. And it's easy to become part of the community, whereas I think in bigger cities you sort of get a bit lost. Do you think there was a tipping point, at which point you realised that regional work was for you? It was towards the end of my first year as a student in Wagga when I was looking towards my elective placements, and one of the the elective placements I organised was in Griffith, so in a smaller country town, and I was working in their hospital for about a month. And it was... At that point that I went, well, if I'm wanting to gain extra experience in a rural area, obviously it's something that I've been really enjoying and seeing the variety of a career that you could have in a rural area. And I think there's a lot more variety in what you can do in a rural setting than what you can do in a major metropolitan area just because of the specialisation of medicine. When you're in a smaller setting, there aren't as many specialists and so you get to do things that are a bit broader. And I think that's more interesting, having a lot of different choices of what you can do rather than having to go down a very narrow pathway. Okay. Well, final question, Sean. Uh, Is Wagga where you'll remain for the foreseeable future, do you think? That's the plan. I'm finishing up my training in the next few months. I'm working towards a few different options locally, and there's certainly going to be plenty of work for me here. I'm sure that there'll be more work for me than what I ever could do. And it'll be a matter of choosing what I think I'll enjoy more and making sure I get that good work-life balance, which I think sometimes can be a challenge in rural medicine because there's always so much work. Deciding where the end point is can be really hard. Dr Sean Hogan, Head of Discipline for Psychiatry, Wagga Wagga Rural Medical School and Lecturer, Rural Clinical Schools, University of New South Wales Medicine. This is Destination Medicine. Thanks for listening. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.